Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in my homeschool, or you'll just hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly do believe that the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we desire the things of this world, and the easier it will be to live more simply. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about um, some things that have been on my mind recently, just with our culture and how we are living in this age of everything fast and quick and and social media. And so we're going to get into that in just a second. Before I start, I wanted to talk um, a little bit about our podcast sponsor, Apologia. I want to take a minute to thank them for sponsoring the podcast, and I'd love for you to visit them at Apologia.com. Right now, they have lots of great deals going on for back to school. If you are a homeschooler, um, there is an eight below clearance event. You'll want to check that out. And they just have lots of encouraging resources for the Christian family. So please go visit Apologia.com. So we just returned from Washington, D.C. As you guys know, if you've been following along over there on Facebook and on Instagram, we had quite a trip last weekend. I had the privilege to speak at the Family Bible Conference in Washington, D.C. It was such a great experience, and I am so grateful that we had the chance to go. Um, We got to see a lot of the sights of Washington, D.C., and it's funny because when Steve and I were dating, or probably engaged actually at the time, we were engaged, he was still in college and he um, <clears throat> he's a graphic designer, so he went to school for art and he had an assignment to go to Washington, D.C. Actually, he was supposed to go with the whole class on like this overnight excursion. And at the time, he was working and going to college and he was like, I don't have time for that. Like, I can't take off and go on this trip. So he promised the teacher he'd do it on his own. So we literally went down and tried to do this whirlwind trip to see everything in one day. And we were supposed to take pictures of it so that his professor saw that he was there. And we literally went from like museum to museum to monument to monument in one day. And we had a really bad experience. (laughs) So we got lost. It was really hot. So we always had this negative, um, feeling when it came to going to Washington, D.C., but over the years, I've been saying we need to go, we need to take our kids, you know, Grace is graduating this year, this is our last chance, we need to go to Washington, and so we had actually planned a trip last year with my parents, and then that kind of fell through, and back, I guess, in early spring this year, I was invited to go speak at this conference, and it was just such an answer to prayer. I said, Steve, look, we get to go to Washington, D.C. So we went, and um, Steve will now say he has a new love for Washington, D.C. He went from not caring at all for it to now we really enjoyed it, although it was, again, a whirlwind kind of touristy visit because we didn't have a lot of time. We were there for the conference and I was speaking, but on the days that I had downtime, we sort of did the running from monument to monument, museum to museum. So you'll have to go look at my Instagram feed or my Facebook uh, page because I have lots of photos 
Um, just beautiful, beautiful evenings we got to spend looking at the monuments. And I'm telling you, the first night we got there, and I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you and real as I always am, driving down to Washington, I was telling Steve to turn the car around like t several times. I was like, I'm not going. I don't want to go to conference. Turn around. And so this always happens to me when I'm going to speak somewhere or we have an event, but... <clears throat> Satan really loves to distract me and tell me that I have no business speaking at a conference. <laughs> so I was kind of anxious and nervous. And this was different than speaking at the usual homeschooling conventions where I sort of know the lay of the land. This was a family Bible conference put on by generations, and it wasn't specifically for homeschoolers. It was a whole different kind of event that I'm used to. <clears throat> so, you know, there was a fear of the unknown. Um, always the fear of, you know, not being good enough to get up there and speak. And so we had a really rough ride down. We hit every kind of snafu we could. There was traffic. The GPS kept rerouting us to all these crazy roads. And I'm like, where are we going? Let's just turn the car around. And Steve's like, no, you do this every time. And you have a commitment. We're not turning the car around. And so, of course, we get there. And I'll be perfectly honest, I was very irritable. I was very cranky. I was um, letting my nerves get the best of me. And so... Steve said, let's just grab something to eat. We literally grabbed McDonald's in the car and drove over to Washington while we ate our French fries. And because um, <clears throat> our hotel was about 20 minutes right outside of D.C. So we went into the city that evening. We didn't even plan it. It was one of those beautiful things. We parked the car right there on the street. We're like, you know, we'll just put the GPS in to take us to the mall at Washington. And so we got out at the Washington Monument and the sun was setting. And you guys know how I love sunrises and sunsets. <clears throat> and the sun was setting and we walked from the Washington Monument down to the Lincoln Memorial. And I kid you not, the sky was literally red, white, and blue when the sun set. Like, it was beautiful. You know how the sky kind of turns that, like, pinkish, bluish? It was like that behind the Washington Monument. So God is good. He gave me uh, such clear vision that night, like, you're supposed to be here. And the conference went well. So thank you all for who um, out there were praying. I know I had many people praying for me. And that's really the only way I get through these things most of the time is by other people's prayers. So the conference went well. I got to meet with a lot of wonderful families. I uh, got to talk about my favorite thing, you know, the Bible and uh, raising your family in the Lord and being a woman who is in the Word and being transformed by the Word. And I got to share, you know, just my love for Jesus. So what better weekend could there be, right? And we got to take our family to see Washington, D.C. Oh, and I got to go to the Museum of the Bible. One of the really cool things about this conference was if, if you were an attendee at the conference, you had the option to go to the Museum of the Bible as part of your registration. And so we were able to go to the Museum of the Bible, and I wish we had had more time there because we... We spent quite a bit of time, but we were, like I said, on this whirlwind uh, kind of visit. So we didn't really get to spend as much time as I would have liked there, but what a beautiful place. This museum is top-notch, well done, full of awesome um, exhibits and information, and you could spend so much more time there than we actually did. So <clears throat> if you are in the Washington, D.C. area, go check out the Museum of the Bible. It's amazing. So anyway, I wanted to talk today. I had written a Facebook post. You know, sometimes I just get these little thoughts in my head and I 
go and write them down. And this was one of those moments where it just came to my head and I wrote it down in a little Facebook snippet. But you know, I really could talk a lot more about this topic. So I figured, you know, I'm going to turn this into a podcast episode. So I'm going to read to you what I wrote over there on Facebook and I posted on Instagram as well. And then we're going to talk about it. It says, in an age of Amazon Prime, we forget that things done right often take time. Instant gratification isn't necessarily better. In an age of Pinterest, we forget that life isn't always picture perfect. It's the moments behind the scenes that shape us. In an age of Twitter, we forget that things worth reading often take up more space than 140 characters. Deep thoughts and real dialogue often require many more words. In an age of Facebook, we forget that life isn't lived on a screen looking for likes and thumbs up, but out there in the real world, in real time, often with no one watching. Those are where the best moments usually take place. In an age of YouTube, we forget that life is more than an edited version. The real-life video reel is filled with bloopers and blunders and unfiltered moments. Don't forget the age we live in. It has changed our perspective. What we see in the media has started to shape our worldview, but real people and real life and real conversations and real hard stuff, that's reality. Enjoy the snippets of social media, but don't get lost in them. Instead, take time for real life in real time. So that was my little post that I put out there, and I got you know quite a, a lot of feedback on it, and um, people were you know sort of in agreement <laughs> to what I was saying. And it's just something I've been thinking a lot about, you know. I miss the old days. I miss the days where we didn't live online. Like, social media is really, really changing our brains. It's changing the way we think. Um, it's changing our world view. It's changing so much about us that we don't even realize. Like, beyond just, you know, I talk about the comparison trap and those kinds of things. Beyond that. There is so much that is changing our perspective. You know, years ago, your worldview was shaped by what was in front of you. Remember when you got the newspaper? There was the morning paper and the evening paper. You know, you waited all day for the news of the day. Um, you didn't have 24-hour news channels. Well, it's funny because we don't have TV, so I don't have to deal with 24-hour news channels. Sometimes I'm less in the know than than I should be for this day and age, actually, <laughs> because I don't get the news, you know, constantly streamed at me. Um, but I know for many people, you're constantly bombarded by the so-called news, because we don't even know anymore these days, you know, what is biased news or not. And I was actually talking to my daughter about that um, in regards to the news, that this school year, I really want to make it a point for her especially because we don't have the news like the regular TV news. We really get our news, uh, quite honestly, from the internet, from headlines on Facebook or, you know, this little CNN app that comes up on my phone with news alerts. And that's, you know, not typically the best way <laughs> to get the news. And so I was saying to her, we need to find really good sources to to teach you like how to read the news. Isn't that so weird? But because I realized that her worldview is being shaped by her Facebook feed and her Instagram feed. And, you know, perhaps the people that she follows, their opinions, because that's just what she sees. And I'm going to be teaching her that you need to check your sources, obviously, and that you need to have good, reputable sources to find out information in this day and age. 
And, you know, we don't even realize it. It's subconsciously happening where what everybody's opinion about something or what we see on our newsfeed just becomes almost reality. So we're talking a lot in our house these days about really checking your resources and not just being swayed because the latest person posted a news article and we see the headline and it um, influences us. We may not even realize sometimes where that headline came from, if it's real or not. So we have to be very careful. So that's one whole aspect of this. But you know, really talking about um, how our society is so shaped differently. Our worldview is so shaped differently. Years ago, I mean, I do, I miss the old days. I know I'm going to sound like an old lady here, but you didn't have this instantaneous everything. You didn't have like, I mean, like I said in the in the opening of this little blurb that I wrote, in an age of Amazon Prime, we forget that things done right often take time. Instant gratification isn't necessarily better. And you laugh at it for a second, but then you realize that's really true because even for myself, and when I write these things, I mean, these are all things I'm dealing with on my own. It's not like I'm immune to any of this. I have realized that I've become... Um, just as much a victim of this instant gratification. Like we have Amazon Prime, we should be able to get something in a day or two. Why would I have to wait? And even though it seems harmless and it seems really beneficial that we're able to get things when we want them, what does that do over time? We don't really learn to wait anymore. We don't really learn about um, the process or the patience in waiting or that we don't always get what we want right when we want it. And I see it in my kids, you know, it's like Amazon Prime is all they know. They don't remember the days of waiting two to three weeks for shipping <laughs> or waiting until you were able to go to the store and get something. You know what I mean? Like it's just become the normal that if you want something, you hit a button and it's at your door. And you know, Amazon now wants to do what? These things that you can have it in a day or less, you can have it in a few hours. Who knows what the future holds? But what is that doing to shape the way that we think and to shape the way that we behave and what we expect? And like I said, of course, it's a good thing that we're able to get what we need when we need it or whatever. But is it causing us to not have patience anymore or, you know, because it, then it spills over to our other areas of our life. You know, it's hard to wait. Um, and I've talked about this before. What do we all do in the grocery store when we're waiting online? Go on our phones. Years ago, you might look somebody else in the eye, start up a conversation. Even if you didn't start up a conversation, you, you stood there and you waited. <laughs> now everybody's standing there on their phone. We can't even wait five minutes without filling that time up or entertaining ourselves or going and seeing what everybody else has to say over there on Facebook or whatever it is. So there's these subtle little changes that are taking place, but I feel like they're causing big changes long-term. If you look back in our society years ago, things are so different. And yes, a lot of it is for the better. Certainly, who doesn't want easier and more convenient? But is it always for the better? You know, um, like I said, with an age of Twitter, we forget that things worth reading often take up space of more than 140 characters. Deep thoughts and real dialogue often require many more words. Are we even having real dialogue anymore with people? Or are most of our interactions taking place online? 
behind a screen. And I know for myself, I, I, I have always loved to read. Now I wouldn't go and I, I know I wouldn't go and say I'm one of those people that you know you you see those people that are always posting about books and how they're a book lover and a book reader and give them a book and they're the happiest person in the world and books books books, and give them a bookstore and they're happy happy. I mean like I like to read, but I wouldn't go as far and say that you know it's like my love language. However, I do realize that my attention span has become less and less because of the way our society is. Everything is quick. I mean, have you noticed that there's articles on Facebook, like news articles or whatever that you can read? And before you even read them, it tells you how long it will take you to read that. I just noticed this recently. The title of the article will come up with, you know, the little introduction. And then it says like three minute read, one minute read, five minute read. And I can imagine there's people that see maybe five minute read and say, nah, I'm not going to read it too long. What has become of us that we need to actually say how long the read is and then will that help us decide if we're going to read it? And I know for myself, I'm being completely real and transparent here. I sometimes read an article and I'm skimming every other word. Like I just want to get to the end. And we are not taking in um, the amount of information. We're taking in more information than ever, but are we really taking it in? because we're just skimming it or we're impatient or there's just so much to read that you do. You just skim it and all of a sudden you're filled up on a little snippet of this and a little snippet of that and we're not engaging in real life conversations the same way anymore. Everything, I mean, I am the, the, the worst victim of this one. I will completely admit that this one is a huge problem for me. I do not like to talk on the phone. I wasn't always that way, but I have become real. Isn't that funny? I'm a speaker, right? I go public speaking to hundreds of people at a time, but I can't talk on the phone. (laughs) I have a podcast, but I can't talk on the phone. There is something to me about the phone. Now I'll talk to my mom on the phone, but that's about it. Talk to my mother-in-law once in a while on the phone. I do not like to call people at all. I'm telling you, even if it's like making a doctor appointment for the kids or a hair appointment for myself, it takes me all day just to dial those numbers. I kid you not. It's like a sickness I have. It's a phone phobia. I looked it up. It's a real thing. If you're out there and you have this and you can relate, will you please write to me and let me know I'm not alone. (laughs) But I don't want to be that way. I want to fix it because I do miss real life, real talking. You know, I'm always, I'm like the one email me, text me. The phone rings, I'm not going to answer it. I have such a phone phobia. I just don't like it. But I don't like that I have a phone phobia. I want to get back to real connections and and real talking. And you know what? I found myself, I remember I used to be a card person. I used to work at a Hallmark store, actually. That was like my first job in high school. I used to send cards to everybody. And I find I don't do that anymore. Now, one, I think it's because they're really expensive. Um, and... I just think sometimes, is it necessary? But I also miss the touch of letting someone know that I'm thinking of them by sending them a card just because, or, you know, obviously birthdays and holidays and things like that. But um, I have definitely become more of the, hey, I can wish them happy birthday on Facebook. I have certain friends that have such a gift of sending cards, and I appreciate it so much. So that's something I want to work on in myself. Really reaching out more with a pen and paper or with a telephone. 
<laughs> with a telephone um, and making real life, real connections and not letting relationships strictly be, you know, texting and email or Facebook or whatever it is. But like I said, we need to go back to learning how to have real in-depth conversations. Like we're having conversations that have completely changed. It's become Facebook comments, you know, read an article, comment on it, and then have kind of an argument is what I find when I'm, I I hardly ever comment on anything because I don't want to get involved in any of that drama. And I usually skim over if I see that there's like arguments taking place on, on friends, you know, articles, I try to skim them over because I don't want the negativity because what happens is you read that and then you start to get you know, you just start to feel negative and I don't want that. So I try to skim over that stuff and just avoid it altogether. But there was a time where people could talk about different opinions and it would be okay. Sure. You had like your uncle and your aunt, you know, and your cousins or whatever when you were little and they would argue because they had different, you know, political views or social views. And, you know, sometimes it could end up an argument, but it was, it was different. You know, we were able to discuss things, I feel like differently, and we're not limited to 140 characters and you can just say your quick thought in Twitter. You know, in fact, with this Facebook post that I posted the other day, it was like something that was on my mind and I was thinking about it and I posted it, but there was so much more I could say. Hence, that's why I made the podcast episode. So here I am talking about it more. Because after I wrote it, I was like, there's so much more I could say about this. But, you know, you only can say so much there on your little Facebook post. And I'm well aware that people half read it and, and they only read maybe, you know, skim it or they don't see it at all. And so I thought it was good to, to actually get on here and talk about it. Now, would it be better if we could sit down in a room, all of us together, and, and talk back and forth, and it wasn't just me and your earbuds or in your car <laughs> talking about my opinion. But as I always say on the podcast, I love when people comment and um, send me emails and kind of continue the conversation as best as we can online. However, there's nothing better than real life. And that's why I love going to speak at events, because while I love writing and I love speaking, uh, I love podcasting, I should say, there's nothing better than face-to-face, you know, this weekend especially at the Washington, D.C. conference. Afterwards, people come up to me and they, they talk to me about what I spoke about. And we have conversation and you can pray with people and laugh with people and hug people. And there's nothing better than that. So I really do enjoy doing real-life events most of all. Um, you know, also in the age of Pinterest, you guys know I talk about Pinterest a lot and say how we don't have to have a Pinterest perfect life, right? We forget that, and I should say Pinterest or Instagram, because those are very visual um, um, platforms where we see just photos of things, you know, but we forget life isn't always picture perfect. It's the moments behind the scenes that shape us. In fact, I wrote about that as well. Um, this weekend I took a little snapshot of me when I was getting ready for the conference and I posted it after the conference and I said, you know, I shared a lot of photos during the weekend, you know, of our Washington, D.C. I mean, we were having a great time. We were. I mean, the smiles you saw were real. We weren't pretending. But there was also a lot, like I said, that went on behind the scenes to get to those points. So I sort of explained that in a Facebook post. And I was saying, you know, you saw a lot of our smiles and our happy times, but there's a lot that goes into these trips. This was our eighth well, it was our seventh traveling trip. It was my eighth event that I spoke at. One was online. Um, but you know what? They're mentally draining, speaking at conferences. And, of course, the travel, especially when you're doing it with your family in tow most of the time, um, can be 
a challenge sometimes. So, you know, I was saying you see these pictures of us and we're having fun and yes, there's smiles, but there's a lot that goes on to get us to that point. On the way down on our trip, were we arguing? Was I irritable? Oh, was I irritable? I was literally in my head on in the car ride down saying, Lord, you need to take over. <laughs> and I was saying, please let me walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. Because right now the flesh is looking pretty ugly, you know, and uh, I recognized that and I had to literally pray the whole way down. Um, and then we got lost or like I said, the GPS was rerouting us. We had so much traffic as we got close to our hotel. It was like seven minutes away on the GPS, 30 more minutes. I'm like, seriously, we're so close, but we're sitting in all this traffic. So, you know, those are the moments. So yes, you see these smiles, you see these um, picture perfect, you know, set up photos. I you know they're not always set up, but many of them are, and of um, whatever it is. And you have to remember that what goes on to get to that point is even more beautiful than that photo. Now, not to say in the moment driving down 95 and being rerouted through all kinds of streets we didn't know and cities we didn't know and traffic, not to say while we were in it, it was beautiful. But when I look back at that, I'm like, no, you know what? It really was beautiful because it's part of the story. It's part of giving God the glory for what he did. Like we came, overcame those challenges. Steve prayed me through those challenges. Yes, I wanted to cry. And at one point I did, actually. He keeps reminding me of that. <laughs> the GPS was taking us through an area I didn't want to go. And I started crying. And he's like, you're seriously crying? And so, yes, there were those moments. Yes, there were moments where it was hot in the city. Oh, let me tell you this funny story. So you'll see pictures of us in the city, and then we're smiling, we're having fun. There was a, a moment, poor Steve, where we were trying to get to <clears throat> the um, Museum of American History, one of the Smithsonian museums, right? It was super hot, which I don't mind. I love the heat. You guys know that. But it was hot to be walking and walking, and we're exhausted, right? And so we get to the museum. And I'm like, Steve, this is not where we wanted to go. This is the Museum of Natural History. And it's this gigantic, enormous museum. And I'm like, we do not have time to go in there. And, and I'm, then I'm like, we could do that at home. They have that in New York City. <laughs> We've been to that. And I didn't want to go to the Museum of Natural History. I had no interest in doing that at that moment. And when I saw the size of the museum, I said, there's no way we're going to go in there. We're going to see like a tiny, tiny piece of it because we just don't have time. But I really wanted to see the Museum of American History. There were certain exhibits there that looked fun to see, and I had heard great things about it. So Steve says, oh, okay, so this is wrong. So he's looking at his little map on his phone. He's like, oh, my goodness, you know, this is, I, I don't know why I thought it was over here. We've got to go back that way, you know, like several blocks, and over that way, several blocks. I'm like, all right, I'm trying to keep it cool, trying not to be irritable, trying to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. No problem. We'll turn around and go back. So we turn around and go back and we walk all these blocks. <laughs> oh my goodness, can you imagine my face when he goes, there it is. And there's Indians in the front, Native American Indians. I go, Steve, this is the museum, not of American history. This is the museum of Native American history. I'm sure it's a great museum, but it wasn't where we wanted to go at that moment. And he looks at the map, he goes, oh, you're kidding me. And now he starts freaking out and I'm like, all right, it's okay, it's okay, so we're not meant to go. So guess what? He looks at the map. When we were standing at the Museum of Natural History, 
the Museum of American History was literally right behind it. We were there. <laughs> we turned around and went back. So he says, well, what do you want to do? I said, I just want to go home. Let's just get in the car. Let's take a break from the city and let's just go home. And that's what we did. We left. We went to the hotel. We had something to eat. We came back later in the evening. We never did get to go to the museum. Funny thing is we were planning on going the next morning. And because we don't watch the news, I got two texts that next morning that said, do you know there's going to be these big protests in Washington, D.C.? Um, and they're happening at the White House. And, you know, we're like, oh, no, we didn't know. So thankful for family and friends who look out for us because we did not know. So we ended up not going back in. But it was fine. So anyway, looking back, though, we look at these funny stories. We look, you know, in the moment, they don't feel good. I promise you that. But we look back and we go, look what God did. Like, look how he worked through all the hardship. I mean, I... I have beautiful pictures to show of us standing at the monuments, of us, you know, having a great time together. But there was a lot to get us to that point. And the behind the, 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 behind the scenes stuff is often the stuff that means something, right? It's like, oh, those beautiful pictures are beautiful because of how we got there. So we have to remember that. I mean, I think that is a huge thing to remember, Pictures are enjoyable. Like, remember back in the day when you used to take pictures on your regular camera and you went to the grocery store or wherever you went, maybe even one of those little film developing, like, little centers in a parking lot somewhere? I mean, I remember I used to go to ShopRite, our grocery store, and I would wait for those, you know, pictures, and it took, like, a week. And then there came the day where it was, like, 24 hours. You could get them in 24 hours. And... You know, back in the day, we had to wait for those pictures, and, and you were so excited for them. And boy, times have changed, right? Now we're, we're taking a picture and literally sharing it with all of our friends around the world if we're on social media. And that's a good thing. It's a great thing to be able to do that. I love to see what people are doing all over the place in, in my life, right? But it's so different than years ago where you didn't see someone's pictures of their vacation till you sat down with them and they opened up their photo album and they described each picture to you and how they got to that picture and they told you about their trip. You know, so we always have to remember that everything we see online, there's a backstory. There's always a backstory. And sit down with folks and listen to their backstory. Let's not forget that life that we're living right now, so visual, so instantaneous, is not what it's meant to be. They're extras and they're good that we can see things like that, but are we forgetting to connect in real life? Like sometimes I'm guilty of this myself. I assume that everybody's like seen my pictures like online, you know, on Facebook. I assume that they've seen them so I don't have to tell them about what's been going on in my life. And maybe they haven't. Maybe they haven't been on Facebook, right? So it's like we're forgetting these just very basic ideas of relationship and and talking to each other and, um, you know, just connecting in real life and real life moments. And so I think it's really important that we invite people over our homes, that we um, continue to focus on, yes, social media is fun, but let's know what goes on behind those picture perfect uh photos you know whatever it is pinterest instagram facebook and then we have youtube right you can edit a video you can edit things to be exactly how you want them to be you can edit your family vacation you can edit your um videos but life isn't 
inevitable, right? Life is filled with blunders and bloopers and unfiltered and, and real life stuff. And um, we have to remember our worldview is changing. Years ago, people would just connect with each other on their front porches, in their town. Their news was not instantaneous. They read it in the newspaper. They conversed about it. Things are so different and they're changing so fast. I can't even imagine what it's going to be like for the next generation. And in fact, sometimes I get, not sometimes, all the time, I get <laughs> concerned or worried. Like, what's it going to be like? We are so saturated with all of this stuff. We're forgetting to slow down. That life is about First of all, life is about giving God glory in everything we do. So no matter what we do, whether it's online, in real life, the basis of our life should be to live our life for him. But I believe that God wants us to make these real life, real connections and to remember that a conversation is not always had in a text. And I know that. I know that. And I, I like I said, I am so guilty of this one. Send me an email. Send me a text. But a, a real conversation happens in real life because you hear the other person's tone. And it's just the fact that two human souls are connecting in real time, right? And not just reading words. And face it, it's always different when you receive a text than when you hear somebody's actual voice conveying their message in their tone and from their heart and soul than when you're just reading it. It's just different. It could never match up to a real life conversation. So that's something that I feel like is really important. Um, so like I said in my little post here, don't forget the age we live in. It has changed our perspective. What we see in the media has started to change, uh, to shape our worldview. But real life, real conversations, and real hard stuff, that's reality. And again, so much of the good stuff is in the hard stuff right? So much of life is found in the process, in the waiting, not in the Amazon Prime two days. I have it at my doorstep. I don't have to do a thing. I can just click a button, right? Sometimes the best thing is in the waiting. Like, do you remember when you were a kid and you wanted something and you had to save up for it or ask for it for a birthday and you were waiting and waiting? You know, us adults can learn from that now. We don't always have to have everything we want when we want it. There's something to be said about waiting. We're becoming a very impatient society because everything is instant, you know? We're all about instant gratification. Like, we, we want something and we can get it. So we, and I'm not just talking about material things. Like, in life, because our society is so quick and promotes instant gratification, we have to remember, not just with material things, but with everything in life, there is good stuff there in the waiting. We are learning in the waiting. God is in the waiting. So we need to be very um, aware of that. So enjoy the little snippets of social media, but don't get lost in them. It's not real life. It's just extra. It's just fun. It's just something you can see. You know, um, our perspective, our perspective has to go back to the real world. We're all living this like online virtual life or reality. You know, not all of us. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who are just like, you know, like Steve. He's like, I don't go on Facebook, I, I, you know, once in a while. Um, but a lot of us are spending a lot of time there, and it's becoming more of our reality than our actual reality. And, um, you know, there's a balance. For me especially, I, I enjoy being on there and using my social media for my ministry. 
But believe me, when we got home from the trip, I said, I don't even want to open my computer. I don't want to look at my phone. I just want to be. And that's what I've been doing this week. I have been sitting outside. I have been just enjoying the slow pace, trying to connect with my creator outside, trying to connect with my kids, trying to reconnect with myself, and just shutting down all the noise, all the noise that's out there, and trying to remember what was it like before all of this stuff started infiltrating the way we live. So all of this stuff is is beneficial sometimes and helpful and enjoyable, but let it not change us, change us for for the bad, you know, change us negatively. Let it not change our perspective. We want to spend more time in real life than we do online, reading real books, reading real literature, having real conversations, reading a real news article. That's something I'll ask you. Where do you get your news out there? Because I'm trying to point my daughter and our family to real news, you know, not just like a Facebook article not just like internet news. Like where do you get your real news these days? Um, we don't have TV. So, and I don't know if that's any better anyway, going to the news on TV. Cause I know some of the news stations are, um, not as good as they used to be. So, you know, but just trying to really connect with a slow pace, real life in real time. So I'd love to hear what you have to say about this. I'd love to continue the conversation in real life (laughs) as best as we can, Um, you know, by connecting with me um, uh, on the Facebook page for this or on the blog page or, you know, email me. And that's as best as we can do to connect right now because I wish I could open up. Maybe someday they'll have this kind of podcast where you can open it up and talk to everybody at once because there's nothing like that real life connection. But I do want to hear from you. I do want to hear... what you think about this topic and how are you handling it in your family? And, uh, you know, how can we not let this culture change us? How can we go, um, kind of against the grain a little bit and go back to the simple and and back to that mindset of, um, living out real life in real time and not online. So I'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, If you are interested in having me speak at an event, I'm doing some local events coming up in the fall. I'm trying not to travel too much this year because we have my daughter graduating, but I am doing some local events. Um, There's nothing like connecting in real life. So if you are interested in that, please let me know. Um, Somewhere in the New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania area is where we are. Um, And I would love to hear from you about that. In the meantime, uh, if we can't connect at a real life event, you can you can find me over there on Instagram and on Facebook and, of course, the podcast. If you could rate and review this podcast or if you're listening on iTunes, I would love if, if it's a blessing to you if you could do that so that it just helps get our message out there to more people. Um, and until the next time, this is Karen DeBuse at Simply Living for Him, and I wish you blessings and joy.